You're listening to ZZ Talk, a father-son generational podcast where we talk about entertainment, culture, and a variety of other subjects from the perspectives of both Gen Z and Gen X. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is ZZ Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. We're back. So, today, we are reviewing episodes three and four of Severance. There are nine episodes, and I think we are definitely uh, checking our watches when it comes to this. But, um, yeah, so Severance, at this point, is supposed to have super grabbed us. I think our my general rule is I need to be able to watch the first three episodes, and if by the third episode it doesn't grab me, then I, you know, shouldn't continue on. Do you have a rule like that? Um, I don't know if it's as hard and fast as that, but I will say that if we were not podcasting about this show, I would have been out. Okay, so that is a very unpopular opinion compared to, you know, tons of other people. I've heard nothing but praise for the show, and I think it's pretty universally loved when it comes to... Um... I'm hoping I'll get there, but I've got a long way to go. Yeah, um, I'm not in love with the show either, but I do think it's interesting enough to watch each new episode as it comes through. I did watch episodes three and four in one sitting. I watched them two days apart. Gotcha. Um, so it's intriguing enough, but I'm also kind of questioning because I've heard how good the show's ending is. Uh, I don't know it myself, but I also know that people have just kind of loved it all the way through. I'm wondering if we're about to see this, you know, mic drop moment somewhere and i think we left off on a very interesting Mm -hmm. part yeah we'll have to get back to it but um at the moment four episodes in out of nine uh the next episode has a lot of groundwork to do so we'll see if that will pay off but we're just going to go over our thoughts on episodes three and four i will say this uh we are recording this the day after the uh the emmy awards which I don't generally watch, but since this is clearly the golden age of television and there are many shows, well, let me say some shows that had multiple nominations that I have watched and frankly enjoyed to varying degrees throughout the course of the year. Mm-hmm. I did not watch the show, the Emmy show, but I did you know, sort of read a summary of, of what shows won and who won what, that sort of thing. Unfortunately, Severance didn't win anything that I'm aware of, um, and I would have liked to because it's certainly high concept, right? It definitely it's is. It's very creative. Um, the set design is amazing, um, and you've commented on that before. So uh, for what that's worth, I'm not sure that's worth anything because Emmy voters like Oscar voters, like Tony voters, are basically voting for – I don't know how objective you can truly be. You're fortunate enough to be a part of that voting group, but at the end of the day – um, excellence is really in the eye and the perception of the consumer. Yeah, certainly. I think Ted Lasso, which is also on Apple TV, uh, did manage to squeeze one award out of the Emmys. If I'm multiple, it got best comedy, and and Jason Sudeikis run uh, won his second Emmy in a row. Well, great for him. So um, here, here we're this we're really doing an Emmy uh, summary recap show today, not talking <laughs> not. about Severance. No, we're not. Yeah, we're not. Because uh, I've told you everything I know about the Emmys now. So I think it's at this point it's fair to just kind of go into more spoiler territory because why would you be listening to this right now if you don't want spoilers for Severance? Um, so I, I think that's probably pretty fair. I completely agree. All right, let's do it. So by the way, we're together again. Yes. No remote recording this week. Yeah. We are in person. 
And maybe next week's episode I we'll hope so. do in person. I'm not sure. I hope so. I'm not sure. Okay. But circumstances have it. Here we are for right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So episode three is called In Perpetuity. And, of course, uh, you might remember this episode where the whole gang, or I guess macro data office, goes to the Perpetuity Wing, which is essentially the hall of glory for the history of Lumen, which, of course, is the company they're working at. Um, Heli is obviously very out of line, and it seems like she needs a little bit of an attitude adjustment uh, in this one. So Big fan of Heli. Yeah. She, she's the one who makes the most sense to me right now. Yeah, absolutely. But I think in this episode we did, maybe it was episode four, but we did get to see how she tried rebelling and, that commu- didn't work out so well. and communicating with her Audi. Mm-hmm. Um, and her Audi was saying, uh, <laughs> you know, you might think you don't want to do this, but you do. Mm-hmm. So that adds another layer of mystery that I'm intrigued to learn more about. And confusion, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Um, but yeah, so they go to this perpetuity wing where the majority of the episode is them essentially just explaining Lumen. Kind of felt like I was watching it in perpetuity. It almost felt like I was in an actual museum and pressing those buttons where it gives me a long background. Now, I know Severance does a good job, and unlike many other TV shows, it does drag out its stuff. I mean, it's certainly not something that's going to be in your face all the time, and that's something I can appreciate. But sometimes it's a little bit... I wouldn't say it's overindulgent. Sometimes it just goes on too long for its own good. Um, If anything... We were talking about Midnight Mass last year, and there are some long scenes there and one infamous scene, but ultimately we thought it was done tastefully enough to where each character is really well explored and fleshed out. There's still a huge element of mystery to it, but I feel like perhaps we should be getting a little bit more out of these super long-winded scenes now. But um, I did not dislike this episode. I thought it was fine, and it I kind of liked the backstory they gave behind Lumen because, like any other corporate giant... It explained their CEOs and, you know, the important people there and a little bit more about what they do. Um, And Macrodata, which is the department where all the main characters are working, don't exactly know what they're doing, but they kind of get a hint as to what their work contributes to in the world. So we get bits and pieces here and there, but ultimately... Ellie escapes once again, and then she goes to the break room, and we finally find out what the break room is. Um, what did you think about all that? Um, episode three was my least favorite of the four episodes. Okay. So this is probably not the best episode to ask me to comment on. No, I, no, I think the break room is a really interesting concept mm-hmm. because, you know, I think fundamentally as people, we, we associate, uh, positive things with the break room. Yeah. But I am here to tell you. <laughs> The break room is not a pleasant experience. A very tedious experience for many. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, of course, they hook you up to a lie detector polygraph, and they ask you to read a statement, essentially saying that you are sorry and you are happy that you were caught in your erroneous actions because greater hands have led you to understand how entirely wrong you are. It I'm took Kelly 1,034 times, I believe, yeah, before I think she they said that. concluded that she was actually remorseful. It was over two days that she had to say this, and yeah, that would be, uh, that would just be awful. Um, that would be purgatory, really. I mean, if, if anything, obviously that's torture on its own mm-hmm. part, but I guess she didn't have to 
work, I guess. So maybe that was a uh, good for No, it wasn't. She didn't like it at all. But uh, we also saw Mark going to the break room earlier, and um, I think PD. I think PD actually gave him a recording mm-hmm. of him saying that exact line that they told him to read. And obviously, Mark is a better corporate drone than Heli is. Mm-hmm. So um, it turns out that that wasn't as traumatic of an experience. But of course, their Audis don't know what they're doing on the inside. So it was a little bit creepier to Mark. I would also like to say there's been enough happening so far where it seems like Mark has been getting red flags, but he's still really insistent on not wanting to be unsevered, I guess, or reintegrated is what they call it. Um, Do you think he's well within his rights given his situation, or do you think it's at a point where he should be really questioning more than he's doing right now? Hmm. That is an excellent question. I think Mark is more dutiful than I think you believe he is. No, I think I, I definitely know he's a smarter guy, and he's there's more nuance to it. And obviously, in the facial expressions they have in the show, and I think um, Mark is actually a pretty masterful character in the sense that he's the most interesting because you know something's bothering him at all times, uh-huh. but and he says he's things sort of that resigned to the fact that this is right, what it is, as right. opposed to Helly, who is just. Nope. Outwardly, no. I am not doing this. I mean, even from, what, minute five, she was just essentially saying right. she gave her resignation. Right. It was denied. Um, but, yeah. So, overall, she has been, quote-unquote, trouble for Lumen for a long time. And we get to learn more about that in episode four. So, overall, how many Zs would you give episode three? One. One? One Z for me. I would give it... Three. I thought it was perfectly fine. You see what's happening here. Episode one got three Z's from me. Mm-hmm. Episode two got two Z's from me. And episode three has one Z. So we're going in the wrong direction. However, it is now time to discuss episode four, which I believe was an improvement over episode three. In fact, after episode three, I texted you and I said, I cannot watch another episode of Severance right now. Yes. I needed to give myself a break. Um, and I'm glad I did. I mean, they're long episodes, for they're sure. They're long episodes. They feel much longer than they probably really are. But at the end of the day, I was glad that I gave myself a break so I could go back and watch episode four, mm-hmm. which um, actually moved the story along pretty well, I thought. Yeah, and we're at the point where we really need to do that. And we I think need we, to do that. I, I think we sort of got a bit of a snowball into what will eventually become what people really love so much about the show. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that I'm talking about how much I love it in our next ZZ Talk episode. Yeah, of course, because I think in a lot of ways we're good at looking at things in retrospect and saying, maybe I didn't like the beginning so much, but I can appreciate the whole work because of how it turned out. Make no mistake, this show can redeem itself, and it could absolutely be one of my favorite shows of 2022. You're still a believer. Still a believer. Okay, good. The ultimate optimist said no one ever about me. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so episode four is called The Way You Are. And um, in this episode, actually, is it episode three where Petey dies? Yes. Okay. At the end. Yeah, he dies at the end after his second death sort of fake out um, of the series. But he actually um, he actually does die this time. Can, can I just say that I'm really glad he died? Why? Um, because I felt like that was such a plot device that we've seen a hundred times. Somebody is once on the inside is now on the outside. The rogue trying guy to be who's being informed goes inside. Yeah, and I but was they just can't like, live. They can't. They live can't live. Long. And I'm glad he didn't because I don't want to see six more episodes of that. Uh, and clearly, I'm not going to get six more episodes of that. So, in terms of a character, I'm glad and moving that plot on. Device, you right, wanted things right, to move it's on. Time to move on. Sure, absolutely. Um, so 
Mark, uh, the synopsis for this episode is that Mark misses uh, the call on PD's phone. PD's phone is still in his house, which is not good because we've learned that Lumen executives have started investigating his home when he's not Harmony, actually there. I.e. Mrs. Selwig. Yes. She is coming in and she's checking in on things, talking, chatting with Mr. Milchek and uh, seeing what is up because it seems like they're also in a bit of hot water. I think we learn a little bit more. They are. It's not just... Mark versus himself, or Mark versus the expectations of his department head. It's Lumen, I believe, getting a little bit irritated, and the board getting a little bit irritated and a little bit more investigative about the situation at hand. You do get the sense that the person that you think is in charge Mm -hmm. is really not in charge, and that's Patricia Arquette's character, who is Harmony or Mrs. Selvig Mm -hmm. or Selwig. Um, and that's uh, kind of uh, a fresh take on what I thought was going to be the case. Yeah, certainly. And, um, you know, you learn that even the people that you fear have people they fear. Yes. So that's a, Which you I know. guess is true, right? And I actually thought the scene where she was talking to the board through the mouthpiece, I suppose, of the company, um, that was interesting, too, because it was a very brief conversation. It was downward communication almost entirely. Um, And it was just saying, essentially, fix the problem. And then she responded, and they said, the board has concluded the call. Right. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, pretty cool. So it caused her to do something drastic, which (laughs) this is... To say the least. Okay, yeah. This is where the episode really lost me for a bit. It was off the rails. And I believe this is where Grace fell asleep, uh, understandably. But um, Well, let me just set the stage here. Mm -hmm. Apparently now, wherever this is occurring... um, Death is a little more of a social event because there is both a funeral service going on and a bar. An open bar. An open that. bar. Yeah. Right. So I just want to put that out there in, in the world. And when you go to funerals, you now have this older TV that will play a VHS um, of you know a very personal moment between father and daughter. And if you are a family member, you apparently sit at least halfway back in the in the. Uh, sanctuary or in the space where the funeral is occurring you don't sit up with the family Mm -hmm. you just sit with strangers and talk to them uh in a rather resentful sort of way right and this aside leads into perhaps the most awkward and uh grating musical number that i've seen on tv in a long time it really bothered you didn't it well okay there's a difference between two amateurs doing something and it's like okay that's cute and fun and the idea was PD and his daughter were supposed to be, you know, amateur playing bass and guitar towards and each other. How long was that song? It was about seventy percent of the song. Um, it's pretty crazy. So they played "Enter Sandman" by Metallica at a funeral, uh, and the lyrics, if you've ever read them, are very dark and probably less oriented towards remembering somebody in celebration. Um, but all the while, Mrs. Selvig during this, this is like a montage. It's a musical montage with tone deaf singers. Brings her drill. Her power and, drill. Oh, and opens up Petey's head. You think it was in Milwaukee? To remove the <laughs> device. It was Ryobi. Yeah. To remove the device that uh, severed Petey's. Right. The microchip right. that they put in everybody. Which, may I say, in episode two was a very, very um, surprisingly uh, graphic. graphic. <laughs> now, uh, I know that the listener who, had, who is... Um, not seen this, mm-hmm. which I'm not quite sure why you'd be listening if you hadn't seen this, mm-hmm. now thinks this show is utter chaos and will never watch it, but it, you gotta watch it. 
You know, in retrospect, say that. <laughs> but in retrospect, I'm thinking a lot has happened. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, a lot has happened, but you know, of course, so is the concept, right? Well, maybe not so ridiculous. Well, I don't know. I don't know. There is that, but I'm still getting over the fact that you can get the drink of your choice as you walk into the funeral service. Yeah. Long story short, the funeral scene was oddly conceived and easily the, ludicrous. The most ludicrous part of this episode, but uh, Mrs. Selwig gets the microchip from PD's brain because um, apparently you cannot hear a power drill in the next room over, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, everybody was enraptured by the inter Sandman cover that was going on. Um, and then she presents it to Mr. Milchek. And I guess they need that to do some sort of testing on it because to see if it malfunctioned because PD, I think at some point, I think it's heavily implied that they let him go because actually I think they mentioned it. There were signs of the chip not working or reintegration mm-hmm. before it was approved by Lumen. But reintegration, there's denial that that exists because in one scene... So Mrs. Selwig believes it can happen because she saw an example for herself where the board says, no, that's impossible. Our product is flawless right. and you know that won't happen at all. Right. But they're saying also fix the issue right. because that could become a PR nightmare if a lot of people over time or to suddenly start reintegrating right. and really freaking out over what was happening. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the, d- the dilemma right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I will say the episode and its stakes really rose at the end of this. If anything, episode three felt perhaps more like a bottle episode, but the ending of episode four is really where things got pretty crazy. Yeah, and I, I'm i not sure we should go into too much detail there because let's see what happens in the opening of episode five. So in our next episode, when we talk about episode, our next podcast episode, mm-hmm. when we talk about episodes five and six, we can then draw upon what is the final scene from, ex, from episode four of Severance mm-hmm. to push this forward. Yes. While it was surprising, and I was, you know, shocked to see that happen, mm-hmm. I do not think that this is the end for her. I don't think it is. I hope not. Because... because as I have said many times, mm-hmm. Helly is the reason I watch. So there her you character go. character is the most interesting. But there's a lot they can play around with yeah. in this sort Agreed, of and I think your theories that you've presented uh, in the last day or two are, are spot on. Yeah, and I mean, we can think about it this way. At this point, she's been so insubordinate that even if she survives this, some she serious this serious there's going to be some serious right. stuff happening, right. um, and that's always obviously going to affect her Audi as well, mm-hmm. um, regardless, and that will affect Mark, I'm mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. which will also snowball into the minor subplot that we have with Christopher Walken and love uh, it, love it, um, and Irving. Uh, I think that's a really cool subplot because I do too. You know what? It, it, it Christopher sh- Walken was born to play this role. It might have taken him 75 years to get it, but I'm telling you, the yeah, man was born to play yeah, this role. He's, 70, he's like 78 <laughs> now. But, um, yeah, it's he's appropriately quirky for this. <laughs> yes, to yeah. say the least. Yeah, but that's interesting because it also explores another concept that even though you might not have memory of your Audi or going outside, certain triggers can jog your memory. Yeah. So I, I do like what's going on there, and I want to see how it develops. So, yeah, episode four, um, I think probably the best so far, in my personal opinion. So how many Zs will you give it? Episode four gets four Zs from me. I thought it was properly riveting and moved along the plot very nicely. 
oh, man, I just really didn't like that funeral scene, though. That was so Episode good. four gets two Zs for me. Two Zs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going back in the right direction. Yeah, right? So maybe uh, maybe the next so episode. So three, two, one, two. All right, so maybe we'll get a three or four out of the next one. Let's not be too optimistic here. All right, all right. Well, I'm looking forward to whatever happens next, and hopefully it pays off. Okay. All right, do you have a check it out for today? I do, of course. Um, Our listeners have to check out a film that your mom and I discovered on Peacock. Okay. Uh, It's called Ambulance, and it is with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, is that Ambulance with the L.A. kind of bolded? Yes. Really? Yeah. I saw that trailer, and they showed the whole movie. So here's the thing. Well, don't don't they with every trailer these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. It's a Michael Bay film, so enough said. I am all in for Michael Bay films. Most people are not, but I am. This movie is manic from 15 minutes in until its conclusion at two and a half hours. Most Michael Bay films. Complete manic, but extremely entertaining. Absolutely ludicrous, but completely entertaining. So I do recommend Ambulance. It's on Peacock. It was a film that was in the theaters. And um, it wasn't in, in the theaters for very long. But Luke had mentioned to me that he liked it so much. Yeah, I don't think it made much of a splash. No, it didn't. But uh, it's worth it's worth checking out. So Ambulance on Peacock. Well, Check I like, it out. I like Jake Gyllenhaal, and I think you like very few of his movies. I, I don't do. think you're a huge fan no, of him no. as an actor. Have you seen End of Watch? No. Fantastic. But film. I saw that one where he's the creepy photographer, and I didn't like that either. Um, oh, man. there's probably. Did you see Velvet Buzzsaw? Was that the one? No. Okay. Oh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I had mixed feelings on that one when I watched it all the way back then. But um, I would... (laughs) So we just had a dog cough into the microphone here. Um, Pepper is definitely giving us a little bit of feedback. So let me just get into my final words as well. Uh, My check it out for this week uh, is a counter uh, to what you were saying. I think you should go see Bullet Train before it leaves the theaters. It's with Brad Pitt. It's kind of a mashup between British and um, Japanese and American filmmaking sensibilities. It's very unique. And if you love something like John Wick or Mission Impossible or any of those really fun, fast-paced action movies in the past 25 years, I think you're going to get a real kick out of this one. It does enough to be kind of similar to those really frantic Guy Ritchie films. Um, but it also does a good job of introducing a lot of characters, but really intricately tying those loose threads together in a a pretty fantastic way. It has a lot of great actors in it as well, and it's funny. I do do hear it has a tie-in to uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, so... Big time, big time. I might be... Might be on board for that. Well, you're being a diesel right now. You see now. what I said? You're, you're being a diesel. On board. Us. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so uh, all aboard the bullet train. If you would like to see that, I really highly recommend you do before it leaves the theaters because I'm not sure if it's going to pop up on a streaming service soon. Does Sir Topham Hat make an appearance? Uh, he does not. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, the movie, I will say, it is very cartoonishly violent, but at the same time, it's not something that you wouldn't be able to stomach at all. It's... I think it's one of the. I think it is the best film I've seen this year outside of Top Gun Maverick. So go see Bullet Train, Brad Pitt. It'll be streaming in two weeks, and I can watch it there. Yeah, Brad Pitt on my chat on my couch. Yes, Brad Pitt is awesome, and um, yeah, I was I was thoroughly entertained by it. So um, if you're looking for a movie this weekend, since we're kind of in a drought. Oh man, are we ever in a drought? Yeah. Well, actually, let's discuss that very briefly Mm -hmm. before we end. So it is your birthday. 
coming up. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. we are going to try to <laughs> go to a trampoline park and um, go watch a movie at Alamo Draft House. Unfortunately, it seems like there is a very... Seems a like lack of films. A huge lack of films. But that's to be understood. We are almost out of summertime. And um, I think four days after your birthday, it will be the fall solstice. At long last. At long last. Um, so we're really looking for something that might actually be good. I think, what's the current idea for it? Bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. No, you... Oh, well, no, I won't go there. You'll save that for another... Check it out. All right. Sounds good. But uh, in the meantime... If you've got any suggestions and you're listening to this episode... Please be in touch. Yeah, shoot them our way if you know us. But I'm also going to offer up the email that I made for this account so you can actually talk to us or send us a request or something. So I that, might send an email. Yeah, or if you have... Requesting a topic. If you have any strong opinions... Requesting we stop talking about severance. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to read them on the podcast. Um, that'd be fantastic. If you don't want to post anything on social media and you just have a long-winded or short opinion on something or just want to talk about anything we'd be happy to read it on we here and respond to it and and give you the credit you are due so let me go and actually find that link and give it to you next episode and uh we can teaser yeah it's, it's a teaser all right so yes all right uh that is our official review of severance episodes three and four we are moving on to i think five and six next week we are we're, we're accelerating the pace of this so that we can get back to movies once we find one suitable to review yes so um we'll i'm sure we'll have one or two in the yeah. pipeline by then yeah all right with that said thank you for listening i'm noah i am greg and this is easy talk, talk.